Alright, y'all already know what it is. Your boy Yako, what it do? The outlet to reality, the hottest podcast in Vegas, Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama or maybe hide from your baby mama. Uh-huh. Just kidding. But anyways, fans, thank you for staying tuned. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And today we have a very, very special guest. I'm so excited. He's a motivational speaker, a filmmaker, a TikToker, and a rabbi. Give it up for Rabbi Raps. How's it going? Hello, hello. It's a, it's an honor to be on your program. Thank you for, for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I heard it was kind of hard. I had to, you know, call a couple people, you know, get through you. So it was it was amazing. <laughs> I probably should. I probably should have a manager, but I don't. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So I want to share a story that happened to me actually uh, last week. And so pretty much the new movie came out, The Matrix Resurrection. I was kind of excited. I was like, you know what? I'm very big into philosophy. So I was like, why not? This looks like a good movie. So I get there by myself, you know, it's okay. Take yourself out sometimes. So I went out and I get there, right? And I'm not lying in the beginning, halfway of the movie, I fell asleep. Really? Yeah. I was like, all you hear was like my nose and, and I was just zoned out because they made me read very comedic and that movie is not supposed to be comedic. It's supposed to be serious. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't laugh. So I fell asleep. So <laughs> it's, it's so sad. But the crazy thing, when I fell asleep and I caught myself a few times, I heard somebody go boom, boom, boom. And I, I woke up in my heart. And like, I thought I had a heart attack or something because I heard a really big noise. And I knew it was somebody next to me. And I was like, man, am I in the matrix? Am I in the real world? Or is this reality? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure so I was I was freaking out and then I you know I, right to the middle it got better there was it was I was like okay now we're getting to the main story and so at the very end they had like any credits so I was okay this this is good and the guy next to me he came up to me and said look I want to apologize for waking you up and I said thank you and he goes I'm going to be honest with you you, you snored really loud. <laughs> so he, said, he said it was so loud that my wife kept telling me, hey, hey, let him sleep. Let him sleep. He's tired. OK, yeah, probably a long day. <laughs> and I, I knew I was snoring because I called myself and he, he told me something. He said that everybody in the front row, they turned their head at the same time and to look at me. And for those who don't know, uh, this is a, a very, this is a reference from the matrix. So the programmers are the bad people who can turn from an animal or a person to an agent. And what they did, the front row is what agent Smith would have done. Turn around and said, we found Neo. You know what I'm saying? So I got kind of scared. And he said that the people were getting so mad that there was guys getting up that they wanted to fight me. Cause I can't, I couldn't stop snoring. And the girlfriends would say, come on, babe, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. You know, he's tired, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the guy said, I had two options. I could either not wake you up and you would have gotten beaten up by everybody in that front in the front row, 
um, which will it look bad because you're technically asleep or wake you up and kind of suffer the consequence of feeling bad and wake you up. But I'd rather have you OK and you're watching the movie now. So and I told him I, I really appreciate that. And the crazy thing that so it was him and his wife and the guy next to him was a really close friend of mine I haven't seen for like three years and it was shocking. Like, it's just a small world. I, I didn't know that. But that's that's a story I wanted to share how Hashem saved my life, you know? I, I mean, I don't know if it was true, right? Because I fell asleep. But I thought it was nice. And, and Rabbi, do you remember or think of any stories that were, you know, Hashem saved your life? Well, I'm thinking about The Matrix because uh, I'm, like, really behind. I'm still on the first one, like, from... <laughs> I don't know, was it 15, 20 years ago? Yeah. Which was like cutting edge back then. But really the, the matrix is like a, a parable to all it says our life is, you know, living the dream, thinking that this is reality when really this is the dream and reality is somewhere else. So I think there's a lot of parallels, a lot of Jewish parallels from the movie to uh, the Jewish view on reality. Right? You have this concept that our soul is real and the spiritual world, like heaven, is the real world. And then the soul <clears throat> puts on, has this virtual experience we call life, which we think is real for whatever, please God, 100, 120 years. And uh, every once in a while, someone wakes up and says, hey, this world's not really real. And everyone goes, yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> And, and, and that's what it is, right? So, uh, but, but in Judaism, the idea that, you know, in other religions, there's the concept of heaven's the goal. We all want to go to heaven. Like everyone wants to go to heaven. It's interesting. In Judaism, heaven's nice, but the goal is actually this world because each person is given a certain amount of years and a certain mission to do. And our job, in short, is to bring light to the world. My soul is meant to bring a certain light, and, and your soul, David, is meant to bring a different kind of light to the world, and no two people can bring the, have the same mission. Everyone has a unique mission that only you can do, that no one else can do. So in the Jewish religion, while we believe in heaven, we believe that this is the opportunity here in this world. Every moment is a blessing, and every second is an opportunity to fulfill our purpose. So that's my Jewish take on the matrix. I love it. I love it. That was deep. I like that. <laughs> and, and Rabbi, uh, a little bit about, uh, so my fans can get to know you a little bit more too, and me too, right? Um, tell us a little bit uh, about your, your background, your hobbies, and, and what neighborhood you grew up from. Okay. So my name is Avraham Rappaport aka on social media rabbi raps and uh recently i fell into uh world of social media making uh tiktoks and instagrams about judaism i'll tell you about that soon i grew up in atlantic city new jersey my parents were sent by the lubavitcher rebbe as chabad emissaries to atlantic city i grew up here um, my childhood uh, was, you know, on a beach town in the shadow of the casinos, not a lot of religious people, but uh, like our Chabad family, uh, we were here to uh, not let the neighborhood change us, but hopefully change the neighborhood. 
And after many years, my parents really accomplished a lot. Um, 15 years ago, I got married to my uh, wonderful wife, Masha, and I moved down to this area. Um, and we opened another branch about a mile outside of Atlantic City of Chabad. So about 15 years, I've been an outreach rabbi. The truth is the word outreach is not a good word because out means someone's out and I'm in. The truth is it's in reach. We're all in. We just need to uh, reach in deeper. Uh, so uh, um, I, I became a rabbi. You asked me why did I become a rabbi? I became a rabbi because my father was a rabbi and his father was a rabbi and his father was a rabbi pretty much going back for many, many, many generations. It was sort of expected that that's what I was going to do. But the truth is, if you asked me, was I going to be practicing as a rabbi? The answer was absolutely not. And after I finished rabbinical school, I opened a film company and I did uh, many, and I did promotional film work for nonprofits. That was my thing. And um, it's a whole story how I transitioned from that into actually working as a rabbi, using my rabbinic degree instead of my film uh, hobby uh, as my, uh, as my uh, life's work. So that's, that's a story in a nutshell. About a year and a half ago when COVID hit, or two years ago, who's counting? Uh, the, <laughs> the synagogue shut down. No one showed up. And I realized I have a camera on my phone, and there's something called Instagram. I never knew what exactly that was. And I started to make videos and suddenly I started to meet people from all over the world, all different religions. It was very interesting. And uh, that's how I got into making uh, social media videos about Judaism. It just happened about a year and a half ago. Wow. That's my story. I love it. I, I, th I thought it was very interesting. I'm going to be honest. So I've been following you in your TikToks and I said, wow, this is so cool. Like, I like that you're not afraid to ask questions especially when you go to like uh when you have um there was like a big rabbi convention you went to and you asked the rabbi hey rabbi can you can you get let everybody know um real question you know i like that you weren't afraid you went up to them and you you asked them and i thought that was so cool because i felt like i was there with you like i don't know maybe that was the goal i'm not sure but you see yeah yeah <laughs> That's the, what I did was I said, I'm at a convention with, I, I was, I did this twice, two different conventions with, you know, a hundred rabbis. I said, you ask any question you want and I'll randomly walk up to a rabbi and ask the question. And I got over a hundred questions in like a couple minutes. They just came pouring in, but I, as quickly as I can, I ran around and I just went, Hey, you know, what's Judaism say about the afterlife? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, what do you say about an intermarriage or whatever the thing was? And it was, you're right. It was a lot of fun. Wow. No, that's, that's great. You know what I like about those videos? A lot, a lot of these rabbis are not on social media, but most of them are really brilliant, brilliant, creative people that no one will ever see because you'll never go to their synagogue and sit in, in, the, in front of them. Like, so I felt like you got so much talent here and I'm going to use my little camera to, to share it. And it, it was it was fun. Wow. Good, Rabbi. I think that makes you stand out, to be honest, because it's it's a it's a very TikTok has become they say in the media that uh, younger generations are actually spending more time on TikTok 
than YouTube and television, which is a big deal because TikTok is like about five, 10, 15 seconds videos. Um, and it's easy. It's like swipe. All right, next. Let me go to the next video. So it's very quick pace. And, and it's kind of sad that our generation, their, how you say it, their mind cannot pay attention so long. You know what I'm saying? You know what? It, it is, but it's reality. And so I could sit here and say, oh, woe is our generation. I can't give a 15-minute sermon. Or I could say, how can I say the 15-minute sermon in 15 seconds? And that's our, I think that's our job now, to yeah. deal with the reality. We're not going to undo things. You're not going to change people. But whoever could say what they want to say in 15 seconds, that's what's going to be heard in the next <laughs> next year or two. And then it'll go down to 10 seconds. I like that. I like that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And, and Rabbi, um, if I could, you know, pick up your brain a little bit. Um, with this whole pandemic, you know, I hear a lot of theories. Um, and I talked to some of my teachers as well. And I wanted to know your input. Do you feel like the pandemic was like a plague almost? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not Moses. I'm not a prophet. Um, it definitely felt like a plague. That's for sure. Uh, it's probably the closest thing to a plague that our generation um, has ever experienced. But also was a wake-up call to what's important in life. Um, also it was, a, uh, it was, there were some as terrible as this pandemic was and you know, and I'm sure everyone did. And it's really, it's horrible, but there were some silver linings and, and that those silver linings are the way people pivoted and realigned their life to think about like, what's really important at the end of the day. I think a lot of people did some soul searching the past two years. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, too, like, for me, it was so hard to not go to uh, shul for Shabbat. That was the hardest thing for me. And even though I would pray with my sister at the house, I felt like, you know, something's missing, right? Because I don't have a minion, you know? There's no, there's just me at the house, you know? Right. And I felt like it's it was a very, uh, like, not just me, but I bet a lot of people, too, felt that struggle of not you know, being able to connect, you know, with a community, even though we were still together, spiritually speaking, and, you know, but not being able to go to, like I said, to show, it, it was very hard for me, it made me very sad, I was probably depressed in that year, I'm not gonna lie, because I was alone, I lost my job, not I didn't lose my job, I was furloughed, and um, I was going to different, uh, what's it called, uh, food pantries, to, to pick up some food because I didn't have any money and I was struggling. And for those who don't know, so I, I moved from Chicago to Vegas and I don't have any family and friends out here. I do have a friend, um, but she lives in a whole different area in Vegas. Uh, she's the wife rabbi. So I'm the daughter's rabbi uh, and very nice family, but you know, that's too far. I can't go. That's another 30 minutes away. So I, I couldn't go and, you know, see how they're doing. But uh, yeah, I, I got to be honest, that's, it, it was a very, very tough, tough time. Yeah. And now we have this whole new wave and people are going back into hibernation. So it's, uh, it's difficult. You're right. 
Barbara, can I ask you, I, I uh, wanted to know, what do you feel about uh, if people were to do Zoom, right? Let's say on a weekday, right? They do, they want to do shakari, they want to pray in the morning, right? But they can't go, right? Maybe because it's COVID or something. Is Does it still count even though you're not there, right? And let's say you see a video, someone's recording, they're doing the, they're, they're praying, right? Even though you're not there, is does it still count? Like if you were there, I just want to know. It's just it's, it's a great weird question. question. <laughs> it's a great question. Like if I'm in synagogue and we only have nine people for the minion, right? So can we can we just zoom someone in at number ten? Right. Is that possible? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's unfortunately the answer is no. We can't do that. We need ten human beings with heartbeats to be present and they have to hear with the physical ear in the room or very close to the room in order for we, us to count according to Judaism for us to count uh, in the minion. Uh, it would be nice to just be able to zoom everyone in. Now we did these like zoom minion, but we didn't count it as a real minion. For example, when we were shut down, we used to get together and daven and do all this stuff, but we wouldn't do the Kaddish, which you're familiar with, right? Yeah which you only say when you have 10 people because it's not acceptable. You need human physical beings together. And I think that's one of the beautiful, th and, and, and so we weren't able to pray with a minion for some of this time, it was unfortunate. But I do think that it's uh, one of the beautiful things about Judaism, that it, the way it's structured, uh, the religious aspect of having a minion is that we will always have to be together in a room with other human beings. Today, things are becoming more and more virtual, right? What's Facebook doing? They're calling it meta, metaverse or something, yeah, metaverse. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll be walking around like in this, like talk about matrix reality. It's going to happen. It's starting to happen. Even now, we're not, everyone, no one's going to work in an office. You're Zooming, that's fine. Technology is amazing. But human beings also need contact with real people to be in the in the presence of a person there's an energy that that doesn't communicate over a digital platform there's something about being in, in the presence of a real person certain benefits that you have uh virtually now that's not the reason why god tells us to have a minion the minion is the minion that's what god tells us to do however these are definitely um advantages that having a real minion will always give us. Wow. Um, and, and Shabbos also, look, don't forget on Shabbos, we don't use technology, right? right. So even if, we, if you say, yeah, we will allow people to be together virtually, which is not the case, but on Shabbos, you can't be virtual. So we'll always have at least one day of the week to be off the, off the grid, off the um, matrix, right. <laughs> to be in real life. And it's actually a, a great blessing. I'll tell you, I am highly addicted to my phone. I have a serious case of phone addiction. Uh, every time it buzzes, every time it beeps, like most of us, you know, you, you get a rush, you get an excitement, right? People right. are interested in what I have to say. <laughs> ah, but it's also very unhealthy. Shabbos comes and I, at the last second, I, I hit the power button, I throw it in the draw. I have to tell you, a sense of relief and peace floods over me like I don't have the whole week. And for 25 hours, I am off the grid, unplugged. 
You want to find me, you knock on my door, we sit on the couch, we have a, a coffee or a booze or whatever you want, and we talk like real human beings. Exactly. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's great, especially I feel like uh, one thing is um, you have that one-on-one interaction or even with a, a bunch of people, especially eating uh, for, for Shabbat, for Shabbos, um especially when you eat shonts that's that's amazing it's nice and hot you know th those are the best i'm not gonna lie um <laughs> and the challah bread so i feel like I, I agree with you i feel like having that family time and even you know uh having a real conversation where there's no memes popping up out of nowhere you know <laughs> you don't get a notification but i i feel like you're right that's you know, even before technology, that's how we used to communicate. So I, I feel like that's a very uh, beautiful thing. And, and I'm with you 100 percent. And Rabbi, I, I have to now I have to ask you the, the trivia question. <laughs> OK, so Rabbi, I remember there was a time where uh, I was young, I was in college and um, at the same time I was studying at the yeshiva school for a minute. And there was a part that the rabbi was reading in, in the Gemara where it talked about tying shoes. And he mentions a lot about Rashi, right? And I'm very, I want you to, if you can, because it's been in my head this whole week, week if you can kind of share a little bit about it that I feel like, you know, I, I think it's a really nice, uh, nice topic to, to talk to. Um, yeah, the code of Jewish law tells, uh, tells us how a Jewish person is supposed to live their life, everything from what we eat to how we pray and, and how we sleep. And actually, there's a, in the beginning, it's one of the first uh, chapters, it talks about how one puts on their shoes, believe it or not. And uh, you put on your right shoe first, and then your left shoe, but then you tie your left shoe first, and then your right shoe. Now, that much I could give you. Why we do that, you got me. You, As they say, you stumped the rabbi. I don't remember offhand. I have to go look at the sources. <laughs> but the lesson is that, you know, when you see laws like that, it's a reminder that Judaism believes that everything, even minor actions in our life, have a purpose and have, have a method. And there's no such thing as, as, as a mean, meaningless activity, as like just putting on your shoes. Even putting on one's shoes could be in a method that is in sync with the way Hashem uh, guides us in our lives. Wow. No, it's true. It's true. But the tefillin, in a certain way, you have to do it. Yeah. And it's a similar, a similar concept. You put the tefillin on the left hand, mm -hmm. right? Yep. That's right. Everything, everything has a method to it. So this, you know, many people live their life like, you know, things don't matter. You know, what's the difference if this, if I do something like this or do something like that? And even worse, sometimes like, what's the difference if I'm honest or not honest? What's the difference if I'm kind or not kind? Like people live sometimes with that. What's the difference? Who cares? But it's interesting by studying Judaism, we see that even the smallest minute details on how to put on your shoes and your tefillin, every, every strap, every wrap is, is done with a method and purpose and a meaning and a meditation. So how much more so 
the other actions in our day, how everything could have meaning. Uh, you know, being kind versus being selfish, uh, honest being versus being, you know, dishonest, so on and so forth. That for sure has a, a meaning and a purpose. I love that. Love that, Rabbi. And uh, last thing uh, before we wrap it up, if you could share a little bit, because now we're getting to the New Year's, right? I know for us, this is not technically a New Year for us, because, you know, we got Yom Kippur. But <laughs> um, any... Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Rosh Hashanah. Now, for next week, right, I feel like what any, any um, I guess, things that, that you could share that's inspiring, I guess, to start it off for us. Now we're going to January. Well, first of all, let's not forget the very uh, ancient Jewish tradition of dropping a giant ball, a giant matzo ball into a bowl of soup on Friday night. That was, that was a joke. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right? Don't they drop a big matzo ball in a bowl of soup? It, they do, um, yeah. Right, don't yeah. and, and New Year's is Friday night. Right, so could all do that. I just made that up. There's no such tradition. But um, if they're dropping a big ball in Manhattan, we should, as Jews, drop something as well. But uh, yeah, look, it's it's not a New Year to us religiously, but the world is going through another cycle. It's a cycle of the sun, another trip around the sun, as they say. Jewish people, we follow the cycle of the moon. We follow the lunar year, and our cycle begins Rosh Hashanah. Um, but it's definitely something that marks a new beginning. Um, uh, definitely a new uh, time to pay attention to your taxes. You have uh, another two days to figure things out. And um, But um, the Torah portion we're reading right about now is very relevant because it's a story of the exodus of Egypt. Everyone knows that story. Either, uh, you know, whether you're Jewish or not, it's probably one of the most famous stories of the, the Jewish people being slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. And Moshe is telling Pharaoh, let my people go. And in the next few weeks, we're speaking about the plagues and the splitting of the sea and, um, and going out on the journey to getting the Torah and to the promised land. And, um, you know, the story is, is a very powerful story because it's not only an ancient story, it's a, it's a modern story as well. Um, our sages tell us that each and every one of us lives in our own personal uh, Egypt, so to say. Like in those, we in our own times, we're a slave to it, like our own inner Pharaoh. And many times uh, that inner Pharaoh stops us from living life fully and stops us from being the best that we can be. Um, and uh, so when we study the next few weeks, the story of the ancient Hebrews leaving Egypt, it's really a story about our life as well. What's holding me back? What's holding me back from living life fully, from reaching my potential, from living life with meaning, for fulfilling my purpose? We spoke about light to bring to this world and a mission. What's stopping me, from, you know, you know, uh, smashing those goals really not just uh, living, but but thriving. And uh, so as we read these Torah portions, it's, it's a time for soul searching and to know that we can do it. We can break out. We can do amazing things. And really, it's in our minds many times the, the, the forces that's 
Sometimes there are outside forces, but the greatest obstacle normally is in our own attitude, mind and, and head. And so um, coming to a new cycle, a new beginning, people are making New Year's resolutions. It's a good time to pay attention to the Torah portion and try to find the strength to dream bigger, uh, think bigger, and achieve higher and better than the previous year. Um, I'll leave you off with a joke for the evening. Uh, <laughs> what is a New Year's resolution? It comes, it comes in one ear and goes out the next ear. Anyway, <laughs> pleasure to have you, uh, to, to be on your program, to be had on your program. Uh, obviously, if you have any more questions, I'm happy to answer. Thank you, Rabbi. Rabbi, that was really great. I, I'm very happy you shared that. And you, I like how you tied in with the the parsha. I like that, like with what's coming up about you, Israel leaving, you know, Mitzrayim, Egypt. So I think that was beautiful. And um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna wrap it up real quick uh, for my fans out there. Uh, this is Rabbi Raps, uh, one of the best TikTokers out there. I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna change your life. Uh, <laughs> wow. And um, uh, this is, as you guys know, this is the Outlets Reality every Tuesday. Uh, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And you know where to find me. I'm on, I'm on um, uh, yeah, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, the Outlets Reality. My Snapchat is take one, take one. And my TikTok is at Yaakov28. And Rabbi Raps, again, where can our fans find you? Uh, Rabbi Raps, R-A-B-B-I-R-A-P-S on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and probably some other social media outlets that I want to sign up for. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, guys.